Welcome to the Coop Tank. I'm your host, Steve Cooper, and we're coming to you from Towncast Studios in beautiful Mount Laurel, New Jersey. You know, if you have a podcast idea and you have that creative juice going, but you just don't know how to do it or get it physically started, hit up Towncast Studios. Matthew and Joe are great. They're easy to work with. They know what they're doing. So check out Towncast Studios at www.towncaststudios.com or email them at info at towncaststudios.com. Anyway, we have a great show today. My guest, you know, I had seen her at different events, and but we'd never really talked. And then one day she sent me an email and said, you know, let's meet for coffee. And I met her at a diner, and uh, it was great. And I felt bad because I was a waiter before, and we were just having coffee. And I'm like, the waiter's probably going, oh, they're, they're wasting my table. But she uh, she told some great stories and where she got to where she is now. And she's the event planner and members relationship person down there at the Gloucester County Chamber of Commerce, and my guest is Stacy Myers. How you doing, Stacy? I'm doing great, Steve. Thanks for having me on. Okay. Well, before when we get before we hear about you and your stories, explain to people what a Chamber of Commerce is and exactly why it's important for you to join. So. For me, the Gloucester County Chamber of Commerce um, and what I do is, well, we do events and networking. We have whole, we host networking events for our members. We do professional development. We also, um, there's so much, Steve, there's so many things that we do. It's professional development. It's networking. Um, and what I do is I try and create an experience. Um, I would say, so in 2011, I was a, I came in, I had three part-time jobs for 13 years. And one of those jobs was I sold promotional products. And that's where, that's where I found the Gloucester County Chamber of Commerce. So I came in as a volunteer. Um, and I jumped on their ambassador committees. That's another great thing about chambers is there's committees. So I came in as a committee member. And um, fast forward to now. Um, being an event planner, I kind of took everything that you know, I wanted to see maybe a little bit different, um, and uh, they hired me, and voila, here I am. And I try and create an experiential event for our, for our members so that they can um, build relationships. So I would say a Chamber of Commerce um, is about really building relationships along with professional development. Um, we also have a partnership with Rowan College of South Jersey, and it's 20% off. I'm sorry, it's 33% off tuition for your staff and your um, for yourself or your staff. We also have a partnership with Widener University. That's 20% off all, gradu all graduate programs. So we do try and build relationships in the community. We hold different business card exchanges, which are called our Chamber Connects. We hold them monthly at different businesses throughout Gloucester County. And it gives our members a chance to really, you know, talk to each other, get to know each other, along with our other events that we host throughout the year. We have signature events, we have our premiere events. So, so there's all different levels of events that we uh, that we have created at the Gloucester County Chamber of Commerce. And you had a pie eating contest. You have pie eating contest at mid Amidio Mariani, I think that's I pronounced his name right. Mid, we just know him as Mid. He's won what three years in a row? He has. He has. So at our um, you know, Prior, I started during the pandemic, so I was um, I was hired in um, July of 2020, and I came in, and um, Janet Garrity was the inter interim director at that time, and we, um, which is, she was made director um, in August of 2020. So with she, she actually created the pie eating contest. This is going to be her legacy. 
So again, creating experience, it was an outside event. We were allowed to, we were, which we were allowed to do the outside events at that time. And it was such a wonderful evening. So that's how the pie eating contest came to fruition. Um, and mid, I don't know how he does it. I mean, he actually, <laughs> three years in a row, I look at the bottom of the pie and it looks like somebody took a spoon and really like cleaned it. So there's some kind of skill or there's some kind of trick to it. But again, um, it is, it's that experience. So it was, that that evening was almost magical because um, it was, you know, a lot of people ha hadn't seen each other and um, we had food trucks and there were just so many smiles and um, people were just so happy to get out. And again, we were able to create something a little bit different um, to enhance, you know, to enhance, again, I, I to enhance experience. Now, how hard was it starting a job in event planning when we're in a damn pandemic? <laughs> I mean, and I started my networking group out of just, I needed to do something and, and you're, you worry at first, especially for you, because people were paying a lot for the chamber and they're getting, they're used to the past of what they would have. Oh, this event, like you said, the coffee greeting. But then all of a sudden, you know, that's gone. And for me, I just started and it started off slow and it built up because people just were going crazy. But what is it, how challenging was it to you to start at that time when you're sitting there and you're skating a slippery slope? You don't know if it's going to end. Mm -hmm. You don't know. We know one thought it was going to go as long as it did. So what was that like? I mean, what was going through your mind when you sat there? Were you like, holy shit? Or what was going on? Well, it, you know what? We we were able to create. Um, and I do. I love to create. Um, my boss, uh, Janet Garrity, who's the director of the chamber, it, you know, we sat down and, you know, we have an, um, a wonderful board of directors. Um, and we, we sat down. It's how do you create, an, again, a different kind of experience? So this was our first year during a pandemic. Well, this is our a pandemic. We're in a pandemic. Again, how do we create an experience for our members in which, you know, they'll still we'll, – we'll, They'll still, we will still provide value for them. So I learned a lot about Zoom, Steve. I learned a lot about Zoom. Again, we were allowed to have have the outside events, so we we had the outside events. And you know, once winter came, we ended up we ended up back on Zoom. So I watched so many videos on running webinars and break. I, oh, I mastered breakout rooms. <laughs> so our meet the mayors, our meet the candidates. We were able to again incorporate that into uh, into our networking events. And um, then our state of the county was also it was a webinar. So there's panelists, and you have to move people in and out, and um, it was tricky. Um, but we really did. We did dry runs and we rehearsed and. Um, you, you know, we had we just had um, again a team of really wonderful people um, to kind of you know cheer us on, and we were able to get through that. And that that state of the county, that Zoom state of the county, turned out beautiful. And it was one of the defining moments in your life where I have to say, after after that, um, we all we we went to a diner, and the saying "There's a huge weight on my shoulders." I didn't realize that you could actually physically feel the weight coming off your shoulders. <laughs> so when that was done, I felt physically, I felt my shoulders lighter. Because, you know, when you're learning something new, and, and honestly, we, we didn't want to disappoint anybody. Because this, again, the technology um, is so new. So not only were we on Zoom, like watching Zoom videos, but, you know, a lot of people created YouTube videos. So I went on and we, you know, we kind of looked at those and how can we make this better? You know, you're, you're inputting information, you're inputting slides, and you want to make sure it goes perfectly. So again, 
it was our first year of firsts. So during the pandemic, we really did try and think out of the box and we got, we were able to create. We were able to create new ways to keep our members to keep providing value for our members. And we continue to do that because I try and take we all of us um, try and take um, into consideration what our members want. See, it shows that you actually care about your job because, you know, a lot of people don't give a shit about their jobs. But it shows just because you're an event planner and you said you didn't want to disappoint. And that's so important. I think that's always the thing when you plan something. You know, a lot of people will just play, you know, how some Zoom rooms where people just throw them together. Like for me, when I started off Coffee with Cooper, I was always sitting there thinking, what if no one shows up? And you don't think about you're not thinking about well, the people who show up are grateful. It's one of the things you would think, oh, I don't want them to waste their time. And for you, I could see why the burden would come off because you're probably like, what if something screws up in the middle? Yes. What if this goes wrong? But it shows that you give a crap, that you will sit there and say, you know, I don't want to disappoint because in this day and age, a lot of people just run through the motions and that's, and that's commendable. And I wanted to ask you, you said earlier, why did you decide that you wanted to volunteer for the chamber five five years ago? Oh, actually, it was 2011. It was a really long time ago. Um, I, well, I always I feel that volunteerism is extremely important. Um, I try and teach my children those values. Um, I sit on the board of um, both two nonprofits and then uh, the EDC committee in Pittman. So I, I've always felt very strongly that volunteerism is important and giving back. I think giving without expect, you know, giving without expectation um, is is kind of um how I, I want to say how I roll, but it's it's what I feel is extremely important um, because if you can make life better for someone else, um, it does. It trickles down, and then they might make life better for someone else. Kindness, gratitude, all of that. I you know I wake up in the morning, and those are my those are my core values. Where does that come from? I mean, where does it come from that the fact that you ended up being on a board for two nonprofits? I mean, does it come from? childhood and we are always a caring kid or where does it come from because a lot of people once again they say oh i do this like my wife volunteers for a lot of stuff me i help out i'll donate i don't volunteer for anything i'll be honest i try to help people out all i can but i just don't have i just it's something i don't do but where does it come from and, and how did you get involved with that to start well I, I guess, I mean, ever since I was young, I, I always wanted to help. You know, I would I would sense things. I would, you know, you know, my mom, you know, the example, like my mom would be looking for something and I would I would bring it to her. Wait, what? Um, and then, you know, as I got older, um, the same thing. I just always wanted to be of service. Um, and, and I don't honestly, I don't know where that comes from. It's just it just um, genuinely you know, they say fulfillment, your purpose in life. It genuinely makes me feel good to help other people. So I, I guess it comes from from that. And then in turn, you know, I'm raising two young, two sons. I have an 18-year-old um, and a 16-year-old. And, you know, then I, I always encourage them and I'll bring them to some of the events that we have. Um, so I sit on the board of the Gloucester County Special Services Educational Foundation and I, we were just at my swim club. Um, and the the president at the time had uh, his wife came over and said we have a spot opening up and she explained to me at that time it was 2015 I really you know again I was still kind of um, I was working and I did children's entertainment and I substitute taught and I sold a promotional product and she said you know not boards of nonprofit it's time treasure and talent so I was just so honored that she thought of me for this. Um, um, I always, um, there is an autism walk every year. They had at Riverwinds for, now it's a color run, but 
there was an autism walk um, at Riverwinds every year, and I donated my time face painting for the children. And, you know, that's when they saw I came every year. And um, that's when she had asked me because, you, you know, you come every year, so why not jump on that board? And then um, Pittman um, is a wonderful town, so I sit on the board of the Pittman Chamber of Commerce and the EDC committee. They had sent me an email and said, hey, there's a spot. And so, sure, why, you know, just trying to— What is the EDC committee? It's the Economic Development Committee. So it's just, you know, keeping Pittman—we just did a video. Um, the EDC committee just did, a, you know, a great video. Um, and it's just, you know, promoting the business, business in Pittman, New Jersey. Now, when I talked to you the first time at the diner— you told me a story, and it really it showed the, the character you have, and that you really wanted to change. Tell tell the people that are listening, you know, the story where where you made a change and your whole path to getting into face painting. I mean, it's just something you know. Just tell that story because I know uh, she was she was waiting tables. We're not going to name the restaurant, and um, she probably hated her job because, again, at times waiting tables can be fun. I've done it before, but when you have a crappy night, when you have that like table that's like 140 bucks, and you give them great service, and they give you eight bucks, which people always tip 20%. Don't be a cheap bastard. It's very important because it, especially <laughs> if you go on a date and if you're a date and if you tip like 10%, I'm going to tell you that other person's not going to go out with you again. But tell the story from what happened in the restaurant to your path to actually recreating, recreating yourself. You rebranded yourself, we could say. So I, in my 20s, in my, I was 19 years old and um, I started to wait tables. Um, and let, we're gonna fast forward to, um, so I waited tables and I actually bartended um, from the time I was 19 to about um, 20, till the age of 25. Um, and then I met my husband, and we, you know, we we started having children. But and you weren't with your husband, though. You weren't going to date him, right? Wasn't he older than you, or something? Or yeah, you? yeah, yes, yes. He is thirteen years older. So, so yeah, that's a whole nother. No, story. No, tell me, tell me that story. Why you decided to date him? Because he was just a really hell of a nice guy. Or tell me. Yeah, well, um, so we were. Um, I have a friend, and they he, she wanted to fix fix me up with her. It was her husband worked with my husband Sean. And said, I have a great guy. I think you guys would go well together. And she told me his age. I said, you know, I dated somebody prior to that who was 11 years older. And and I said to her, you know what? I, I think I'm going to try and go like three or four years older this time. <laughs> and then my roommate and I were out at a diner at the time. And uh, I bumped into my friend's husband, and who who was, uh, who was my husband's boss. And we were in the diner. And I thought, oh, my goodness, he's, he's really cute. So... So that's how that came about. I, you know, so gave him the go ahead, and then um, my husband Sean, you know, kind of came to one of the restaurants that I was working at. I had two jobs at that time, and uh, yeah, we met in January. We were engaged in April and married in July. So that's that story. Now we have, you know, said we we created children very very quickly, you know, two two pretty much right away. Um, so what happened was. Um, you know, I, I did stop waiting tables and bartending once I started, you know, once we started a family because my husband, you know, went to work and I was home with two, you know, I, I had, they're 21 months apart, so I was home with two children. Um, and then um, in 2007, my husband was in a horrible car accident. Um, and my parents um, were both working at the time. You know, I lived in New Jersey. I'm originally from Bucks County, so I really didn't have... Um, a ton of help from you know family members, and I, I really didn't expect that. I've had I have these children, so um, 
we needed a, we needed to generate some more income because we were trying to figure all that out. You know, he was out of work for he's my husband's a painter. He was he was out of work for nine months. He was injured. He broke his rib. He tore his labrum. So and you know you need your you need that to do the the job that he did. So um, I went back and I started waiting tables again. And um, there was one point where. Um, I, I did, like you said, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoy, I, and I learned how to talk to people, especially bartending. In bartending, you really get to know your, you get to know the, you know, the people who come in. You have regular customers. Um, you build, and again, it's relationship building. So you, you learn how to kind of build relationships. So um, during that time, I remember I went into. It was just, it was just against Steve. It was just a really, just a, a night where I, I had enough. Um, so I went into the bathroom, the restaurant I was working at, and I had a, a meltdown. I, I think I cried harder than I ever cried in my entire life. Um, and kind of, you know, at that moment, it was a defining moment in my life where I said, I need, I, I need something different. I need something new. What can I do? You know, and you're asking for things, not real, you know, and I do believe strongly, you know, the universe does work in mysterious ways. God um, works in mysterious ways. Um, so... I, I calmed myself down, pulled myself together, left, went home, and the next day, I I, I went. I had my both my boys with me. There was a um, it was a book it was a bookstore, but it was like a warehouse bookstore. And I, I know I think I had my son in, in my little pooch, and my other son, and we walked, we were walking around this bookstore, and I found a book on balloon animals. I'm like, this looks really interesting, so I picked it up, and um, I took it home. And I went on at the time. It, YouTube had just started, um, and the computer, you know, the computer. It, it it's just not the same. It was, again, this was we're going back two thousand and seven, so it just wasn't the same as in now. You you had access to information, but not like you do now. There were people who I, I believe it was YouTube. It was YouTube at the time who had videos of how to make balloon animals. And it's interesting because I can't put together a puzzle. Sequencing is extremely hard for me. So um, I, I think the good Lord said, we need to throw you something, girl. And I, I was able to make a balloon dog on my first try. And if you can make a balloon dog, you can make a balloon sword. If you, as long as you know how to twist. I mean, we trained people over the years. And some caught onto it right away. And then others just, just face painted. Because balloon twisting, there is definitely an art to it. But if you can make that balloon dog, you can learn the rest of them. So, I mean, I can make a three-foot bunny out of balloons. I make Santa Claus out of balloons. I said, I couldn't even put together a simple puzzle. That's, I still have trouble putting together puzzles. Um, so, it was again, it was a defining moment in my life. So, my stepmother at the time, um, she had... Um, she had signed a non-compete. Um, she, she, she's the one who I worked with and sold promotional products with. So she actually went to Florida during this time and learned a whole nother business as far as entertainment goes. I inherited an Elmo costume from a friend. <laughs> I'm saying inherited, but she had this costume. I said, let me, let me make this purchase. I purchased it for, for I think, $100. And I was already out on my own. I knew how to make balloon animals. I did something called the Pretty Princess Party. I went out and braided little girl's hairs, hair. I um, put beads at the end. Um, I did some Elmo parties, and I just really started out. And in, in that period of time, my stepmother, 
Um, Bonnie Brooker, she learned, she went to Florida. Her son has an entertainment, her son's wife has, they have an entertainment company, a family entertainment company in Florida. She came back. She said, let's, you know, would you like to come work, work with me? And I said, absolutely. And that's how Bonbon's parties and events came to fruition. And, and that's what I did for 13 years. Tell me about the elbow, because it's funny. I, you know, it, you know, I had a job when I was in LA and I dressed like a organic piece of corn. Okay, now it sounds stupid, and it was for a company called Walnut Acres, and they were they were a uh, soup company. We would go to uh, flea markets, or not flea, uh, farmers markets, and, and give soup out, you know, to get brand awareness. And we used to take, you know, a, a carton and bargain with the guys and stuff like that. And people would bust my chops because some people thought I was a mutant ninja turtle and stuff like that. But for me, it paid $37.50 an hour. And it was the best job. It was like a $70,000 job where I had no stress. And I would always come home with soup. I would go to bars and the bartenders would be like, you're going to get soup? And they like trade me beer for a soup. But it's, as an Elmo though, I mean, kids, kids can be a pain in the ass at these parties. I mean, did you ever get run into anything where the kids were just like rioting and just going rambunctious? And and how do you handle that? Because you can't be like, shut the fuck up, kid. You can't say that in an outfit. <laughs> oh, you certainly can't. No, um, I, I mean, a lot of times we we have somebody, we have somebody with, we would have somebody with the character, um, with the mascot. So yeah, it's, it's interesting because different mascots, um, Different mascots uh, presented their own challenges because yeah, they really think you're them. So they'll, sometimes they'll sit, you know, the kid on top of your head, and you know, the person that's kind of guiding the character around will say, um, "No, no, probably not the best idea." So and it, and it is. I've had there was one party, and again, too, with age, right, comes comes, and this is what I learned. Okay, you know what? I'm not going to be treated this way. So there was one party where I actually walked out. I was, in, I was in a costume at that time. I walked out and I said, you know, took off the head and said, until you can get these kids under control, I'm not coming back in because it's dangerous. It's very dangerous. Um, but it, honestly, I think out of, you know, the hundreds of jobs that I did, it, very few ended up where, where that happened. I think maybe two, so, two or three. So you did it for 13 years. I did. Okay. So what made you decide to do something different. I know the chamber you had volunteered, but was it something that you just said once again when you had a defining moment when you were crying and you said, I need to do something? Was it something where you said, this has been great, I love it, but it's it's run its course, I need to personally, I need to grow more? Well, honestly, it was, it was, co it was COVID and there are no events over COVID, especially with what we did. Um, so there was that, and I was ready. My boys, you know, my goal was to be more, you know, have that, you know, I think families now, it's, we, we had, we really needed two incomes. So I was out working at, working different jobs because my children were little and I really enjoyed chairing their book fair and, um, you know, being the room mom for their classes and I substitute taught. So I did get to stalk them a little bit. Um, and that was my primary goal. Now they're 18 and 16. And honestly, when I when I did get hired with the chamber, they were thrilled that I left the house every day because it gave, you know, they had the house. They were, you know, they were on their computers at home doing their schoolwork and, and I wasn't bugging them as much. And I was able to trust and I'm four miles away from home. So I was able and they know that I can walk in at any moment. But I was able to trust them at home because, you know, I I. I I'm hoping that I gave them the tools to be able to to you know get their homework done and trust the fact that they'll be able to do that of course when i come home and the house is a mess you know they it's it's every mother goes through that though 
We had mentioned also earlier about just bartending and waiting tables. And I think everyone should have done that once in their life because it does actually show you, it shows you sales. It shows you how to speak to people. It shows you how to network pretty much. Because if you go to a job, you know, you want to get the good shift. You want to get a relationship with people you can switch shifts with. I mean, has it played an importance in your growth in what you do now, do you think? Waiting tables and yes. bartending, one hundred percent, sure. Yes, I mean, I I did that for you know, I guess you know, seven or eight years, and um, it does. It really um, helps you learn to talk to people. It helps you look gain eye contact. It helps you deal with, um, you know, of course, it's never per- it's never perfect when you know, and you you have those nights that it's difficult, and uh, you know, and it helps you deal with challenging people. Um, and also, it's also rewarding too because again, I met my husband. Um, because of uh, a woman that I worked with, her her husband, and you just you meet so many people through that. I mean, every day you're you know every day I would come in, I you know I met people in all kinds of industries, um, and but that's the place that I needed to be in the time I needed to be there because it really did help me you know help me pay my rent, it helped me um, pay for my classes, um, and it was just all around. It was all and all around for the most part a really good experience for me. Now, you're someone in the trenches when it comes to networking. I always like to talk to people because I love networking. And I always like to ask my guests, what to you, what makes networking so important? Well, again, relationships. So so promotional products, for instance, when I when I was in the chamber selling promotional products, why wouldn't they go online and buy 2000 pens online? Because I built that relationship with them. And they know that you know, they're going to get really good customer service. So networking is so important because when they see your face, it's it's all about trust. I feel like it's about trust and, you know, getting to know somebody and knowing that, you know, you're going to do the best for them. And I, that's how businesses, that's what, you know, that's how businesses are built. I think, I think it's, it's about trust. Now, what do you makes someone a good networker? What makes him... You know, some people are great at networking. Some people suck. What do you think makes someone a great, a good or great networker? Well, it's in, that's an interesting question. I think it's you have different kinds of networkers, right? Um, you know, I think sometimes you have your connectors, people who who just who are are there and they can see it. They can say, you know what, you would be a great match for them. And then you have the your people who who are just con- such good conversationalists. Um, and then you know. I, I think it's all around. Um, it's it's just an all around experience that you get that that makes that makes you great. It just depends. And some people are just more. Some people are more introverted than others. It is very very hard to walk into a room with a lot of. I mean, you know, it's it's not easy for everybody. It wasn't easy for me the first time I walked in. I was. It's overwhelming. Tell me about that. Tell me about the first time you walked in because I always love to hear when people. Because for me, the first time I walked in, I'm not gonna. I think I've told the story before. Is I, I didn't really know anybody. And I know I'm, I'm I'm somewhat introverted, even though people don't believe that. I'm the type of person that if I go somewhere, I don't want, I don't need to be the life of the party. You know, I've been on stage. I don't need that. And when I go somewhere, if I find someone interesting, I'll talk the air off. We'll talk all night. But mm-hmm. it was it it was intimidating to me at first. But luckily, it was another chamber, and they had the ambassadors, which you said are so mm-hmm. important. And the ambassador guided me around a little bit. Correct. And yes. so, but tell me about that first well, time. Well, I also had someone um, who I, I was doing some social media um, for for us. So I, I met a woman who who there was I think there was some kind of social media grant I got for. Um, she was working with me so I can help promote our the company that I was working for. And um, she said, hey, you know, 
why didn't you come to this this Gloucester County Chamber event? So I did have someone there to guide me when I walked into the room. Um, so that part of it, I think, I think that's really important. I think it's really important when you walk into a room, you have somebody making these introductions for you. But yes, it was. It was. I walked in. I said, "Wow, this is, this is." Um, it was a lot of people. It was at a, it was at the Barnes and Noble, and it was around Christmas time, and there were you know there were kids singing, and and it was just it was a really really nice event, and I just remember thinking this is something that I think I can you know have my uh, have um, the owner of um, BB Promotions, Bonnie Brooker again. Um, I think she'll love it. I think she'll want to join, and and then it, it did again. Walking into the room for the first time, it, it was overwhelming, but I, I I was since I had that person with me. The intros were a little bit easier, and uh, and it was like that first night I, I met I met a few people and and I think you know I I made the connections that I need to um, start to start um, telling people this is what I do. Now, what tips would you give to the introvert who walks into an event? What I mean is, there something that you sit there and go because you see it. And being what you do now, you're at a shitload of events. You're at tons of events. And you see people who come in, and sometimes you're like a deer in the headlights. Find the connector. Find, that- find the connector. Find the person that you think, you know, again, you know, build a relationship with somebody who is is, is not an introvert. Um, and that really does, I think, that pulls you out of it. Um, we, we just developed um, – we have our crew on deck, which they're, they're young executives um, – and and we were, we always talk about this. We talk about networking. Um, and again, too, it's it's generational, too, right? Um, in our office, we have three generations. We have my boss. We have my you know myself, and then um, our marketing coordinator, Lindsay Camary. And all three of us are three different generations. And I think I think um, you know it's harder to network when you're younger because because so we here's the story. We did a mentor mixer. Um, where we have our season, our mentors, which we would say seasoned professionals, and then our young professionals. And um, I put out surveys after every event. And um, at this particular mentor mixers, we had um, our 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 mentors stand up, and each of them talked about how, again, kind of what we're doing, how they they got to where they are, and um, in very very short, and they only had a couple minutes each to talk. But you know some trials and tribulations and what makes them who they are, and I thought it was interesting because one of the survey responses was that they had a great time. One of the survey spo- responses is they were real people. So I think when you walk into a room and you you might not go up to that executive because you're intimidated and you're nervous. I know that's how I kind of felt being younger and 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 walking into a room. Um, so again, it's realizing that we're all human beings and. And once you get past the fact that we are human beings you and we are real people, I thought that was just a, an, a really um, – it was like an aha moment for me. That's what it is. I think you need to understand that not to be nervous or intimidated to talk to anybody. Well, and I think that does come with age. Well, no, I, that's true. And I, But I think it is so valuable that, that you are taking the time to teach younger people and do something like that because I know, you know – I mean, I, I've, I've always hung with a diverse crowd being in the entertainment world, different ages. You know, when I started doing stand-up comedy, I was 24, and I hung out with people who were 45, and I learned from them to trade. Mm-hmm. But you're right, because I think also, I think, you know, as people get older, they have that, you know, get-off-my-lawn mentality, and they don't really want to, they don't want to really embrace the younger people, which they don't understand that the younger people are 
what's going to take over what we do now. I think there's something. It's not. It's it's not them being mean. I just think it's an ignorance of like, wait a second. You know what? And it's something that's saying you know when people don't want to admit they're getting older and moving on. But I think it's important what you do with that because the younger people, you know, they're the ones who are going to create a whole different networking yes. world than yes. we know. Because you see it now, the way people dress from Zoom, mm -hmm. it's different. It's, it's more different. relaxed it where it's not like, hey, hi, I'm, you know, Johnny Jackass with my tie. Now it's like, hey, I'm such and such. I mean, I, so I think I, that's great that you're working with them. Yes. At, well, and I think, you know, my boss, Janet Garrity, again, um, she's so she's so wonderful with that because, because that's the part that is – that's the part that's the hardest for them. So we want to develop – new ways, you know, for them to be comfortable networking and, you know, again, teaching how to network, you know, having, having these um, professional development programs. So this is all in the works. This is all what we're discussing. So we're doing a financial literacy for our crew on deck um, coming up next week. And then, you know, we're talking about doing, you know, networking, you know, um, it's, it's hard to teach how to network, but we could talk about different ways to network like we're doing now. What makes someone a bad networker? I mean, you know, there were not, you know, we have people know like this situation. Hey, you know, I mean, people have to understand that when you go to networking, you're not closing a deal the first night. And, and if you're there to try to close a deal on the first night, people are going to see right through you and they're not going to like it. But what to you, what makes someone a bad networker? Uh, well, I mean, honestly, if you walk into a room and you're just doing, you're there because your boss tells you you have to be. I mean, or why, why would you be there? So a bad networker was, I mean, I think would just be somebody who, um, isn't trying to have conversations or isn't trying to make connections. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know if you would go to a networking event not expecting to network unless, you know, you're just filling time. Yeah, some people just are overbearing. You know, they sit there and they just keep, like, talking to you and, and it's... And, oh, and, yeah, I guess like, you know, to like, it, that, that kind of, yeah, like sure, the, there's sure. A show, there's a show called What We Do in the Shadows and they're called, <laughs> they're called Energy Vampires. <laughs> and they just, they, they drain it out of you. But they're the worst. But the thing is... Well, it's how to, and kind of networking too, is how to escape from that, right? right. It's teaching how to, <laughs> right, exactly, yes. Teaching how to escape from those kinds of conversations, right? It's, it's, it's that's a, that's a really wonderful point you're making there. Yeah, so, so where do you see yourself with the chamber in the next years? I mean, eventually, would you want to take over the chamber or is it something that, I mean, what do you, I mean, you love what you do. I love what I do where I, I think, um, you know, wherever I'm meant to be is, is where I'll be. And so, I mean, I, I, I love, I've always loved this chamber. Um, and, and I love, I love the direction that it's headed. I, I, um, love the people who I work with. I work with two amazing women and, um, we really, um, Again, all three of us have that same mentality. We just want to um, create a comfortable space for people to come build relationships and get all that they can out of out of being a Gloucester County Chamber of Commerce member. That you know that that's why we really do. All three of us love what we do. And um, if you come to any of our events, I, I my hope is that you will see that and uh, want to come back for more. If we were networking right now, and I met you, and you were sitting there representing the Gloucester Chamber of Commerce, Gloucester County Chamber of Commerce, what would you say to me? Let's say, let's say someone wanted, was on the fence of joining. What would you tell them? Well, I would absolutely tell them to come check out some of our events. So we have a, a, an incredible event coming up. Um, we have, well, we have our Best of Gloucester County 
on the 26th of um, of September at Riverwinds. So it, it is a, a partnership event between the county, Gloucester County Chamber of Commerce, and New Jersey Advanced Media, and it's it's uh, the winners. So it's we're going to have a lot of fun with that, and we have our fall social. Every year, um, we usually have um, our, the Fossil Park, Rowan's Fossil Park. We have a, a winery, brewery, and distilleries come out, um, and we always have some food. But this year, the Fossil Park is it's being renovated. Um, it was it's being redone. So stay tuned for that. So this year, we had to think of something different. Again, since you know experience, what kind of experience can we give our members? We are doing it at Dalton's Farms. So we will have um, our two bridges, um, Death of a Fox, um, Pine Tavern, and we have a distillery coming. Um, and um, ShopRite is our presenting sponsor. And um, we are just, just going to have a great time at um, Dalton's Farms. It's a beautiful sunflower field. There's a, there's a lake. Um, I mean, it is, it's one of my favorite spots. So when, uh, when they agreed to that, um, I, was, I, was, I was thrilled. And um, on September twenty on September twenty first, we also have our financial literacy event for our crew on deck, which is our our young our um, young executive group. So any of those events, come check us out. That's awesome. I want to thank you for coming on, Stacy. Now, how can people get in touch with you? I know you I know you're on LinkedIn, but how can people get directly in touch with you? And if they and if they want to find out more about the chamber, what can they do? Um, they can email me at s m y e r s at gc-chamber.com. Um, we have a brand new website that um, that um, we, we've worked very, very hard on. Um, actually, that's the first thing that I really didn't have too much to do with. Our marketing coordinator, Lindsay and Janet, really, and our, and our marketing committee. Again, committees, I stress committees. If you come into the chamber, jump on a committee because again, it gets, it, you, you make those connections that way. Um, and, and they're, it's it's fun. I really enjoyed I really um, enjoyed being on the committee when I when I before prior to uh, my employment with the chamber. So I highly encourage any kind of committee. Our website you can you can find us on our website at um, gc chambercom www of course. So people uh, check check them out. You know the chambers are good. You know they're they're something good. And if you have a new business, they're perfect for you to sit there and go to meet people. Uh, you can go check. You can contact me at the Coop Tank at yahoo.com. My new uh, paid networking group, the Coop Tank, is starting soon, and uh, I described it as the dive bar for networking because there's no pretense. You're going to get great conversation. You're going to make great connections, and there's no fanfare that you know the shit I hate. So it's a great uh, idea, and we're going to be starting that soon and if you want to get interviewed for your social media or your website or anything like that get in touch with me i've interviewed you know with my other uh, podcast cooper talk with www.coopertalk.net i've interviewed over 900 celebrities and legendary musicians so i know what i'm doing so check that out so please people go check out stacy add her on linkedin join her chamber and i will talk to you guys next time have a wonderful weekend